Are you tired of undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking? Well, I have some good news for you. I put together a free course for women web designers who want to make more money without overworking. Just go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash free course or click on the link in the show notes of this episode to get instant access. And since you love podcasts, when you sign up, you'll have the option to get the entire free course instantly in a podcast feed so that you can listen on the go. So if it feels like you've been working 24-7 but not making as much as you want, go get that free course right now at webdesigneracademy.com forward slash free course. Welcome to The Profitable Web Designer, a podcast for web designers who want to work less and make more money. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of the Web Designer Academy, where we've helped hundreds of web designers stop undercharging, overworking, and create profitable, sustainable web design businesses. Welcome to episode 72 of the Profitable Web Designer podcast. And this episode is dropping at the beginning of January, which is a time of year where people are wanting to get a fresh start and make some changes. And, you know, we're coming off of the busyness and the joy and the relaxation of the holiday season and coming back from taking a break. And it just always feels like a perfect time for like resetting and renewal and fresh starts and all of the good things about the new year and the close of one calendar and the opening of a new one. And so today I have a very special guest episode for you, which was an interview I did with Tanessa Shears back in October about improving your sleep and taking some steps to sleep better so that you can double your focus and double your energy and make more money. And I very purposefully saved this episode to put out in the beginning of January because I thought it would be the perfect time for you to hear this conversation as you're starting to think about like, what new habits do I want to create in the new year? What do I want to incorporate? What are my goals for the for 2024? And when I think about goals, I don't think about like the big you know, I want to make this much money or book this much clients. I think about goals as like, what are the the habits that I want to create and that type of thing. And so I thought this interview with Tanessa just really fit beautifully into how do we take care of ourselves also? Because I always talk about we want to create a profitable, sustainable web design business and sustainable means partly that we're taking good care of ourselves. And so that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to Tanessa. So let's dive in to this week's episode with Tanessa Shears of the Becoming Limitless podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. Today, I have a really exciting guest for you that I think a lot of you are going to resonate with and need to hear from today. So her name is 
Tanessa Shears, and she's a kinesiologist, a certified sleep science coach, and a health consultant who helps entrepreneurs double their energy and focus so that they can make more money in their business. So Tanessa, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation and hopefully, you know, create a lot of impact with it. Yeah. So before we dive into what you do now, can you just share with me a little bit about your background that that led you here? Yeah. So I originally opened a personal training business in 2014 because I thought that, you know, fitness was the solution for everything. But naturally, as our business evolves, I found more and more things to bring into my practice that helped. And one of them, for example, being nutrition. And I was like, oh my gosh, they get such better results when I do exercise and nutrition. And then it was naturally through that evolution is when I brought in sleep that I really started noticing the effects. And in about 2017, I slowly transitioned my business online to where now I work as a sleep consultant, primarily with entrepreneurs, and I help them really understand what they can do tactically to improve their energy and their focus and to feel more present in their lives and not so rushed all the time, like have the health that we need to enjoy the life that we're living. And so through working on sleep and food and stress resilience strategies and exercise, we kind of put together a very personalized practice that helps us thrive not only as parents and as people, but as business owners as well. Yeah. So why did you decide to focus on entrepreneurs? It was kind of interesting. There was a point about four years into when I was personal training and all of my clients were entrepreneurs at that point. And I was like, okay, this is really odd because I never advertised that entrepreneurs were going to be my client base. But it was interesting. I was having a conversation with one client and he was like, you know, I came here because I wanted to finally, you know, get into my jeans and start feeling a bit better, but I'm way more productive in my business. Like I don't have those afternoon energy crashes anymore. The brain fog that I had in the morning is gone and I'm able to get so much more done. And the impact for him when I had this conversation was, well, I'm not checking Gmail under the kitchen table while I'm having dinner, or I'm not also catching up on work while watching Netflix before bed. I'm actually able to disengage. I'm able to turn my work brain off and I'm able to separate that life because I'm getting through stuff during the day and it's not spilling into the evening. Oh, I think we can all like relate to just kind of being attached. And when I say we all, I'm like talking about myself just being attached to our inboxes or like really having a hard time disconnecting and how draining that can be. Absolutely. And it's like, it's constantly stimulating that low grade fight or flight, right? It's like, am I going to find something in my inbox or not? Is there going to be a problem? I'm going to have to jump back into my business at 11 PM at night and solve or not. And we constantly have this worry that we're missing out on something that could be solved if we just did a quick check. But I mean, how many times have we opened our inbox, for example, seen an email like that and been like, I'm not going to respond to that right now. And then all you do is fester on it and think about it and it creates anxiety and you're not falling asleep and you're up in the middle of the night. And like, we've all been in that cycle. Even if you check social media and someone leaves an unfriendly comment, right? So I'm a really big fan of boundaries and drawing that line between when do you want to be the you? the parent or the partner or the piano player or whatever it is we do with our spare time that is separate from our business. Because I often find as entrepreneurs, we love what we do. And so we lean into that as an excuse to let it take up all of our time. And then we end up not enjoying our lives. It doesn't feel good. We're drained. 
we're overstressed, we're overwhelmed. And that's kind of how we end up in this spot. Yes. I I mean, I've been there a few times in my business where you kind of get to this point. We were chatting before I hit record where you're like, okay, well, what is this all for? Like if I am constantly working and I'm like, my priorities are out of whack and I'm not like taking good care of myself and I'm feeling burnt out, then you start to question like for me over those times where I have run into that. It's like you question why you're doing the thing that you're doing and you think that the solution is to change something about your business. And I think that that's like a trap that entrepreneurs can fall into. What do you think about that? (laughs) Absolutely. That trap and also the trap that there is better than here. When I hit that income level, then I'll hire an assistant and outsource or then I'll bring on a team member, or then, you know, when I'm making that amount of money, then I'm going to have the time and I'll work on it then. But I've never met an entrepreneur that isn't also a visionary, meaning we get to our goal and it's like, that was fun. And I'm going to celebrate that for two seconds. And I've got a new goal coming and we never actually have that season of personal fulfillment, or we never take that step to ask ourselves, like how can I balance this? I have clients all the time that'll say to me, like, my business feels like a prison because it is just taking all of me. Like, I don't sleep as well anymore. I'm not eating as well as I like. I don't exercise anymore. And it's just like I've become a shell of myself and I don't love how I feel every day. And so I think it's recognizing that, like, if you want to have that business where you also have you know, you're well rested. You don't feel overwhelmed all the time. You have the energy to do the things you want to do. Then you have to create the business that way. And you have to experience that along the way because there's going to be no point where you have achieved something that there will suddenly open all of this time to get your life back. It has to be something that you choose now. So good. So how do you help people break out of the cycle and start really prioritizing, like start creating what they created the business for in the first place? So the first thing I love to do is like, let's just get you your clarity and your energy back. Let's start dealing with some of that brain fog. And the way I like to do things that's a little bit unique is using wearable technology because I understand entrepreneurs very well. We understand return on investment. If I'm going to put this much money into a Facebook ad or this much time into content or whatever it is, like, am I getting a return on my investment? Like that is how you grow a business. You understand the things that get you the best results and then you pour into those. I take that exact principle and apply it to our health. So I use wearable technology. Like right now I'm wearing a ring. It is called an aura ring and it tracks all of my body stats. So like what my heart rate's doing, what my sleep's doing, how my activity levels are. And it's always giving me feedback. So I like to use wearable tech with my clients and have them see like, look at what's going on right now. And could it just be that this six hours and 10 minutes of sleep that we believe is enough is not enough for you to function at the level that you want to focus at. And so then I love to do it with little experiments. Like, okay, let's do a one or two week experiment and let's just have you turn out your light 30 minutes earlier. And let's just watch what the data says, because I don't like to do emotions in this the same way we don't do emotions in business. We want to make decisions logically based on data. So I then present the data and say, this experiment showed this result. Do we want to keep it? And so I find that with the way our entrepreneurial brains work, it's like I have 
evidence that what I did worked for me. It wasn't something I found on the internet or a podcast or on YouTube. Like this works for me. And so when we go through the next busy season in our business, I'm able to be like, okay, I know that if I get out for three 30 minute walks a week, I do two workouts here. I, this kind of breakfast and I have this type of sleep schedule. I work well, my brain works. I feel good. And then you can just repeat that. I love that so much. It's like, oh, everyone talks about like launching is so hard and so exhausting. And by the end of like going through a big promotional period or a big client project or something like you are just so spent that you think that your business is the problem, but (laughs) it's not necessarily the problem. It's just a lack of energy management, right? The The way you manage your energy during a launch is not the same. And no wonder it doesn't feel the same. But if we are able to have the energy to show up clear and focused, we execute at a higher level. And not only that, like people want to work with people that are fun and have good energy. Like nobody wants to work with someone who's drained and exhausted all of the time. So I think that by showing up to our launches with this type of energy, you attract in people who want to be around you, who want to be inspired and activated by your energy, you know? So I think that that is something that I always like to bring in is like my energy just doesn't affect my productivity. It brings in the type of people that I work with. Yeah, absolutely. So after you get like the data, then what's the next step? So I go through one at a time. And back in when I started my business as a personal trainer, I would have told you that like, there are four pillars to health. It's exercise, it's food, (laughs) it's sleep, and it's stress. I can tell you, I have analyzed more spreadsheets with data from entrepreneurs than I would need in a lifetime. And I can tell you across the board, sleep has the biggest impact. It's not a pillar of health. It's the foundation on which everything else is built. If you are groggy when you wake up, if you are having afternoon energy crashes, if you have brain fog, if you have trouble like sleeping in general, sleep is where you want to start because it's free and you're doing it anyways. So let's get better at it. And there are things that you could do like one-time things that you do and it could improve your sleep on ongoing, right? And so I like to start with sleep. So let's say we're just looking at the sleep data and we're noticing that you're averaging six and a half hours a night of sleep. And we're like, interesting, we're going to have to widen the opportunity you give yourself to sleep. So do you want to try half an hour in the evening, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night? Like, where can we do that? And so I go through one metric at a time, first looking at, are we getting enough sleep? And then looking at the quality, because the quality is what makes us feel energized, stable mood, creative, better problem solvers, better decision makers. That all comes while you're sleeping in the form of your REM, your dream sleep, or your deep sleep. So there are certain benchmarkers that are, let's just call them statistical averages. Like the average person should be getting 90 minutes of time dreaming every night. And so I like to look at that and see where we are in that benchmark. And if we need a little work, I have a set of strategies we can go right to that are most effective for REM. So it's kind of like not a silver bullet, but a bunch of tiny little golden BBs, so to speak. I think that's an Alex Hermosi phrase he likes to use. It's never one thing, but a whole bunch of little golden BBs that when all together make quite a difference on how our brain feels and our energy feels in the day. It is so interesting that we're talking about this because personally for me, like I love to sleep. I go to bed early. I have a dark room. My husband is like a crazy snorer. So he like a lot of times like falls asleep on the couch and I'm like, I'm just going to leave him there so that I can like get some good sleep tonight. But recently 
my dog has had like a, an issue and she's on medication that makes her like have to drink a ton and like go outside like every two hours. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, like I'm waking up to take her outside like every two hours. And I, I know those of you who are parents are like, come on, like we do this with our children. Like it's fine. But I've noticed such a huge difference in the past like few weeks in terms of my fuse is like super short. Like I do have a hard time disconnecting. And so I'm kind of in it right now. I mean, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel, but I can see exactly like what you're saying. <laughs> so Exactly. And you, you know, what's funny, your experience is very similar to the experience that got me to pivot into sleep. When my first daughter was born, I remember sitting there trying to write a newsletter. And you know, when you like start, stop, start, stop, that sounds weird. Why can't, there's no flow. Like, how come I can't get the words out? Like it's clunky. It's not, I'm just distracted. And I remember thinking like, holy moly. I mean, I know I've been up four times last night and this is an exaggerated experience, but I bet you most of my clients feel this on a low grade level. And the worst part, I think they don't realize that it's not normal because our brain does something cool called baseline resetting. Meaning, let's say you got eight hours of sleep for a long time and then you slowly started getting seven and a half and then seven and then six and a half. You wouldn't actually perceive the decline in cognitive performance over time. It just always feels normal because your brain adapts. And it's not until you have a sharp experience like what you just had that you're like, wow, I can't believe what a difference it is when my brain is functioning well slept, rebooted and recharged. Oh, yeah. Like, it's such a, it's a dramatic difference. And I was, I'm just curious, is overthinking like a part of what you would describe as a, (laughs) as a a lack of sleep symptom? Because you were talking about brain fog, like overdrive seems to be like what I'm experiencing, where it's not like things are coming slow, like they're coming too fast. Yeah. And I think it depends too on what part of your sleep is disrupted because as humans, like we are most easily woken up during the early morning hours. So, you know, two, three, four, 5 a.m., which I wouldn't doubt is probably when you're getting some of the wake-ups from your dog, right? Yep. Well, that also is when we do the majority of our dream sleep, REM sleep, right? And REM sleep is responsible for stabilizing mood, for creativity, for problem solving, and also for reading facial gestures and body expressions. Like we almost miss the social cues and then we get irritated about it. And then we go into work and nothing's going well and it's not smooth. And so it sounds to me like if I were just to take a guess that you're probably lacking on REM sleep over the last little bit and it's starting to pile up. Oh, for sure. For sure. So everything I am hearing you say is is just so fascinating because a lot of, well, one, our listeners are technical people. They love data. Like they are probably like, she has spreadsheets of sleep data. I love this girl. Like (laughs) color-coded, conditionally formatted spreadsheets. Oh my goodness. Like they are totally, yeah, they're totally, totally geeking out. But just the other thing that I notice is just like, because you were you, we were talking about like double your focus, double your revenue. What I see is like just this overactioning to like outrun whatever they think that the problem is. It's like, oh, I'm not making the money I want to make, so I need to do more, more, more in my business. 
And what I hear you saying is like, maybe, possibly, (laughs) that's not the place to be looking to create the results that you want. Maybe your business is actually like, fine, you need to look at yourself. Would that be a fair statement? I think think what you... Yeah, what you just hit on was an interesting thing that I've seen a lot. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs or perfectionists on top of that are very type A. And there's this interesting thing that happens where sometimes we will notice that self-worth and productivity are linked. And so there is that belief that if I just get this done faster for this client, if I just deliver more than they expected, if I just stay up later and get three extra things off my to-do list then I will be better. I will be good enough. And I've had this conversation many times with clients. And so their belief is like, if I just work late, then I will finally quiet all of this discomfort inside of me. That is that feeling of not enoughness. And so we stay up late, but then that also affects our ability to manage our emotions the next day. So we show up already a little overwhelmed and stressed out. You pile on, I'm not doing enough. This isn't fast enough, right? So you match that with this genuine belief most of us have, like we were talking about earlier, that when I get to said milestone, things are going to feel better magically. But what I often like to share is like, when you get there, the only thing that will have changed is the sentence in your head that says, I'm good now. But you can choose to say that now and feel good and still pursue your goal. So I always like to say, imagine whatever you think you're going to feel when you hit your revenue milestone, your team growth, whatever it is. And just believe that now that I am successful, I am doing great, or it's possible I'm successful, or it's possible I'm doing great. And enjoy this experience now because when you get there, if you show up with the brain that created the not enoughness and the chaos and the sacrificing your health, that brain will be the brain that creates that reality over and over again. And you will never escape always thinking that there is some future circumstance that is going to rid you of this feeling when it's been your brain the whole time. We talk so much about mindset in our program, like so, so much. And it's the concept of like new levels, same devils, but it's because you brought that brain with you. And what I'm also curious and hearing is it's like, I'm just, yeah, I'm curious if this is the case. Like, it sounds like mindset work is a lot easier to identify and shift and actually fundamentally change your core beliefs about your business, your experience, your worth, your pricing, like whatever, if you are well-rested <laughs> and your body is functioning optimally and your hormones are functioning optimally and you're not like in constant like fight or flight and just on edge, I would think. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, well... If you go back to that belief we have that if I can just get a little bit more done, then I'll feel better, then I'll be more enough. If we hold that and choose not to look at that and and assess that, you're going to get the optimized sleep protocol. You're going to get all the meal planning stuff. You're going to have the perfect exercise routine. Everything will be great until you don't feel like enough. And then you will go back to reprioritizing your business. Like It's not the what, it's not the strategies, it's not the how, because if that were the case, we would all have optimal health. The strategies are available on the internet for free. Why haven't we implemented them, right? And it's because a lot of the times we tell ourselves, I'm not consistent, I don't have discipline, and we think that's the problem, but usually there's like an underlying belief 
that is interrupting our focus on our health. Like we've been sleeping good for a while. We're going to bed. And all of a sudden we have a launch and we start telling ourselves like, oh my gosh, what if they judge me? What if my tech breaks? What if I get an email from someone that says I'm I'm a horrible person because I want to charge for something? You know what I mean? And I've had clients express those very things. And if you're dealing with that underlying doubt that I'm not enough and work is how I validate myself, all the health habits will go out the window. So you are right on the money. It is looking at how the the single best skill you can spend your time learning is how to intentionally direct your focus. And if you can master that and you can feel that not enoughness pop up, but not let it guide your actions and instead redirect it to the life you want, that is when the how and the habits become useful and impactful. Oh, so good. So can you share more about the breaking out of the work is how I validate myself cycle and how you help clients do that? Because I think that that's, I mean, I've definitely found myself there before and pulled back and then you break free from it and then you get pulled back. So I'm, and I know our listeners experience that too. So yeah, tell me more about that. It's funny. I coached on this last week with a client (laughs) on one of our calls and uh, I was like, she's like, I'm not getting enough done. That's why I can't go to bed before 1am because I'm not getting enough done, even though she's exhausted all the time. And I was like, okay, cool. Tell me how much is enough. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you have your list, right? How many things are on your list? She's like, oh my gosh, like I have this project and this project and this. And when those are done, then that opens the door to this project. What you said, new level, new devil, right? Just it's it's not no problems, it's just different problems. And I have this project and this one. And I was like, great. So in a day, how do you know if you've done enough or not? And this concept had never occurred to her that. There was at no point that she had decided what was an appropriate amount for the day. And so we went through this exercise of like, okay, well, how much time do you have available? And she's like, well, I have two hours here and an hour here to work on this. I was like, great. What are the things that you think you should get done? And she put like six hours worth of stuff. And so we came into the second layer of the problem. One was she had no idea what enough was. So she was never going to have done enough ever. And the second layer of the issue was the given time you have does not allow for the stuff you have planned. So it's learning that skill of if I have two hours, what can I actually get done in two hours? And we have this interesting fear of like, I have a two hour block. And what if I only plan an hour of stuff and there's an extra hour I could get more done. And I always say to them, I'm like, great, then do something else. Like it's, you don't have to fill all your time. You can say, I'm going to get this done, this done, and this done. And I have more than enough time And if something unexpected comes up, like your dog needs to go out for an extra washroom break or your kid gets sick, (laughs) thank goodness you built in the time. And if nothing comes up, great, you can get ahead for tomorrow. But I think it comes down to first defining how much is enough and then are you being realistic with your time? Because it's when we get to the end of the day and you have like half of the stuff you wanted to get done done that we're just like, it's not enough. It's because we never actually answered those questions. Yeah. This whole concept of enough is something that, you know, we talk a lot about around here in terms of like money. People set like these money goals and it's just like, okay, but why? Like, what is your reason for that? Is it a validation thing? Is it, you know, and at what cost are you going for this amount of money? Do you really need that amount of money? Have you actually explored what would be fulfilling and 
and sufficient for you. And so it's this concept of like, if there's, how can you find sufficiency? Like, when will it be enough? What is enough in terms of all of these pieces? Enough clients, enough things checked off your list, enough money, enough, what are you chasing? And like you said, we always move the goalposts every time we get there. So what are you doing it for? And just do that now, (laughs) right? Right. I think, well, sufficiency, what you said comes down to knowing what is enough. And I completely agree with you. If you spend 10 minutes on Instagram, you'll pass by six posts that'll say, have you reached 30K months yet? And we're sitting here going, oh no, another thing to do. And that's a lot of projects in that one. Or have you reached a seven-figure year yet? Like we, We are bombarded with that as messaging. And I think we subconsciously absorb that as the, what we should do. And it's so interesting. Literally earlier this year, I had a moment where we decided to find out what actually was enough for us. And we wrote down everything we could want to do, including four months of travel a year. We wrote down everything, just being crazy. And do it came to like, we'd have to have after tax $147,000 a year between my husband and I. And I was like, that's for everything I could think of. I'm talking about like in-home personal training, um, food cooked and delivered to my house. And I was like, that's it? That's it? And here I am thinking like, oh my gosh, a million dollars should just be level one. And it was just such a like a wow. And since then, the ability to slow down and the white space in my calendar and to say no to people that I don't think are a good fit and just energetically feel like I have enough. And I think it was, you need to show yourself. You can't just like, let it be this mystical thing. It's like, did you do the numbers? Do you actually know what is enough? Did you actually make the schedule for your day and see how much time you have? And would these things fit? Did you do that? And I think that starts to open the door and realign kind of like our perceptions and our expectations of what the expectations we want to set for ourselves. Yeah. That just, the whole concept of that is like, if you figure out what is sufficient for you and you create more than that, amazing. And hopefully that comes from a place of like, you're having the impact that you want to have and you're serving a lot of people and helping them create what they want. And that overflow comes, but it's not coming because you just need to create more and more and more from this energy of not enough. It's like, I have what I need and I'm helping a lot of other people get what they need. And that creates overflow. And I can just relax into that and not have to feel like I have to go so hard and not sleep and not take care of myself and not prioritize all of these things. So that's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. I interviewed someone on my podcast recently and it was someone that I've followed for a long time. And he was actually the pivot point of when I had a lot of these realizations. And he has a phrase that just sticks with me. And because it's the answer to the question, when is enough enough? And he says, enough is enough when it erodes the bandwidth for a great life. It erodes the quality of your life, the bandwidth of it. And so this is where I always look to entrepreneurs and it's like, when is enough enough with your business that it begins to erode the bandwidth for a great quality health, for great quality sleep and saying yes to one extra thing might seem small, but when they add up, your bandwidth has to come from somewhere. And I think it's just really 
good to get clear on that erosion line and where you are and where you aren't willing to cross just for the sake of more. Uh, so good. <laughs> so good. So you have a podcast called the Becoming Limitless Podcast. Like, Tell me more about what are the types of things, conversations that are happening over there? Yeah. So I started that podcast because I love talking about all things biohacking. Have you heard that term before? Yeah. Yeah. But tell us for the listeners that don't know what it is. Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah. Well, first of all, don't go Google it because what you'll see is the extreme end of biohacking, which is like the forefront of like, there's a guy who right now who's trying to just period not die. Like I've you'll see that. that yes, the that's, that's the first thing I thought when you said biohacking, like that guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But biohacking essentially is like your external environment around you. So if you darken your bedroom at night, how, what the temperature is, the food you keep in your house, external environment and our internal environment, our energy, our clarity, our focus, our levels of inflammation. I'm intentionally doing things to experiment with altering those environments so that I can have more energy, more longevity, more clarity, more focus, more vitality. So it's looking at yourself as the experimenter of you, of one, meaning that's why I love bringing the aura ring or a wearable tech in. It's like, does this work for me And looking at cutting edge science and bringing in things like cold exposure, heat exposure, all kinds of these different things to build our resilience as humans. And so biohacking is just kind of like a little bit nerdier into the data side when you bring in the health. But this podcast started because I just wanted to talk about it. I was so excited about what it was doing for me. And so every episode is like, here's a biohack. Here's how it affected my energy and my business. And here's how you can start doing it right now. And over the course of like a hundred episodes, like it has gained so much momentum as like a go-to if you're like, I need to get rid of this brain fog and I want to do it in a way that benefits me, my business and is simple. And it's literally the step-by-step blueprint to be able to do that. I can't wait to listen. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. And I'm thinking too, it's like, It's not just, I mean, it is getting rid of brain fog, but it's also like if you notice that you are just overworking and like doing all of these things and you're trying to like plug holes in your business, but you're not really getting anywhere, it sounds like there are other places that you can look other than, oh, well, what's the next business coaching program that I need? Or what's the next course that I need to take? Or what are the skills that I need to learn? It's like, Maybe you're looking... I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday. It's like, maybe you don't need to try more. Maybe you need to do less. And how can you create the comfort to do less if you're anxious all the time? And if you're feeling a certain way in your body that you are covering up with overworking, maybe you go work on how you're feeling in your body (laughs) to create the calm to do less in your business to get better results is what I feel like you do. I don't know. In a nutshell. And you know, it's a really just to pin exactly what you said is like, consider this. Your brain is the single best asset you have in your business more than your skills, more than your products, more than your courses, more than your services. Your brain is what is responsible for creating the value, creating the service. If you are sick, if you are unwell, or if you are unfoggy, it impacts 
everything across the business. There is nothing that is more integral to the success of you, how you feel and your business than your brain. And if you think about the amount of time you put into building up the asset that is your business, what if the asset was actually your brain? Would you give it more time? Would you take better care of it? Mic drop moment right there. I mean, truly. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation has been absolutely fascinating. I could talk to you for hours. I'm going to go act like I have by listening to hours of your podcast, which I invite everybody else here who's like geeking out over all of this to go do as well. Can you share more with our listeners how they can connect with you, learn more about your coaching and really how you can help them like just optimize in all ways to also impact their business? Yeah. So if you're interested in like working with me directly or being part of any of my programs on Instagram at Tanessa Shears is the best place to get a hold of me. But if you're like, I want to just tiptoe into this world and see what's going on. I've got a free playbook. It's called 12 ways to biohack your energy. It's the single hacks that I feel like have the most return on investment, the bang for your buck. Like, like I said, I give you the strategies you need help with the implementation, I am your girl for that. So this is, if you go to my website at tanessashears.com, there's a tab at the top that says free trainings. You want the 12 biohacks playbook. And in there, you will get all the hacks broken down and links directly to podcast episodes that correlate with all those hacks. If you're like, that was cool, but I want to take it deeper and know the science behind it and how it affects me deeper. That is going to be your one-stop shop for how to enter my world and find out what's going on. So good. I will link all of that up in the show notes so that you all can go check that out. So thank you so much for being here and just sharing all of that with us. I think that it's just so important for us to take a really holistic view of what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, at what cost. And I think that you bring a really refreshing, much-needed voice to part of the whole reason why we're doing this, the whole reason why we're in business. And I love what you said about like, you're not going to get there and like have it all fall into place. You need to focus on that now. And I just, it it will change everything. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's been fun. So everyone, I will link up all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see y'all next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.